This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello. And welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, I will be joined by our special guest host, Junior Smith. In today's episode, we discuss the vicious cycle of hurt and how to get back to emotional connection. Sometimes, despite best intentions and love for one another, we find ourselves in a situation where we are continuously hurting one another and drifting further and further away. If this is you, don't worry, because when this happens, it's not the end of the world, believe it or not. There are still ways to get back on the same page, but how do we do that? In this episode, we dive into the topic of emotional disconnection and connection, which can be the biggest stumbling block for couples trying to find their way back to each other. We also talk about a technique called repair in the context of the moment-to-moment conflict situations. Repair is a crucial skill in conflict resolution as it helps us navigate the ups and downs of our relationship. If you've been enjoying the content, please follow us on Instagram at Black Marriage Therapy. Rate us on your podcast platform and share your favorite episode with a friend. Okay, so we've all been there before. We're at the point in our conversation or discussion with our spouse where it's our turn to do something that's effective, something that's going to move our relationship forward, something that's not going to take us back five steps. And we make the decision to go for the petty jab, make the decision to go for the detailed correction, make a decision that's not healthy. Instead of being the one to help solve the problem, we kind of made the problem a little bit bigger, kind of rubbed salt in the wound. And we're on two different pages as far as how we both feel about the relationship now. So this episode is not about proactivity, which is always great, but let's just be real. There are times when we are reacting to a situation in our relationship and now we're trying to get back to square one we're trying to mend the hurt we're trying to fissure a wound we're trying to get back to uh to the love free-flowing but right now there's definitely some love loss hopefully both spouses listen and tune their ear to what they can do in order to get us back to being on the right term again because guess what Being in a part of a relationship, this is going to happen. You're going to trigger each other. You're going to rub each other the wrong way. You're going to make decisions that will end up being mistakes and that you'll regret. But 
that's what partnership is all about. It's about living this life together, doing the good and the bad and the ugly with one another. And I think that we have to highlight also that we're talking about the cycle of hurt as well, because of course we have those moments where we're making bad decisions. Um, you know, like you said, taking that petty jab, but we're talking about when you keep doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, every argument has been the same and you have found yourself drifting away from each other instead of coming together. And, you know, when that happens, when you're in that cycle, sometimes it's really hard to get out of that cycle because that's all, you know, is like, the ups and downs, the ups and downs and ups and downs. And you guys haven't had stability in six months. And I think what usually, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but what really adds to this cycle being so hard to escape Mm. is a lack of education, a lack of understanding what the cycle is, Mm. right? You're not even able to put your finger on it. Mm. They just say this is relationships. Yeah. This is normal. And so we don't look into it because we think this is normal. Yeah. We want to give you language for this. We want to give you tools for overcoming it, getting out of it, and Mm -hmm. tools, proactive tools, right, for what to do when we see it happening. But today we're talking about that vicious cycle, that one major thing that keeps us from repair, keeps us from rebuilding relationships and deep emotional relationships like that. Okay, so before we start talking about this cycle that we go through, I want to start with some basic definitions. And so I want to go with what is emotional connection and what is emotional disconnection? Okay, so let's talk about emotional disconnection. I think emotional disconnection is the number one cause for people staying stuck in the cycle Mm. when i see people go through a cycle and they come in and come out of it quickly Mm. i think they know that they're emotionally disconnected Mm. that's the first thing they go to repair not the problem not whatever the details were not trying to figure out who had the details right and who started the issue and who finished it not none of that stuff that stuff is not important yeah i think when they keep the problem the problem and when they recognize the problem is hey we have been emotionally dysregulated and we yeah. need to get back on the same term emotionally first yeah. right you said something that offended me or you did this action that i didn't agree with and they talk about that first the love loss the emotional disconnection and then they come back to okay well this is the details of the matter at hand mm-hmm. and i think understanding that we have these relationships the whole purpose of us being in this relationship is to have emotional connection yeah so for them to like fully understand emotional disconnection we have to start with emotional connection you have to start with emotional connection you have to understand what emotional connection is and what it sounds like in order for you to see that oh we are not there that's not what we're doing yes probably doing the opposite of that so i want to say emotional connection is why we're here in the first place why Mm -hmm. we even get into relationships why we even take the risk of getting into relationships Mm -hmm. and saying i do to each other we want a dependable source of emotional connection yeah all human beings that's not just women yeah men as well no man's an island unto himself we all need to be connected to someone emotionally we need these things called relationships And relationships bring us a dependable source of emotional connection. That's good. Right. And you have a loved one there. Right. If you're married, you have a loved one there to be that dependable source of emotional connection. So when you reach out to them for emotional connection, whether that's in like sharing, you know, sharing something with them about yourself, whether that's asking, reaching out for help, being vulnerable in some way, the disconnection comes when the other person turns away from you. Yeah. 
So John Gottman actually calls these bids. And these are one way that we build intimacy with one another and which is called emotional connection. There's different ways to say it, but it's essentially when you have opportunities to connect with one another and you actually act on those opportunities in a positive way. Right. So if Junior and I are taking a walk and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love red birds. Look at this beautiful red bird. If he ignores me or, you know, uh, dismisses me or even says something negative towards me, he just uh, swatted away an opportunity for us to emotionally connect. And that's just a simple way. Right. But some people may be like, oh, you know, like I had a bad day at work. Right. That's that's more relatable. Oh, I had a bad day at work. That's an opportunity for emotional connection. The person is reaching out to you to say, hey, do you see me? Do you uh, acknowledge me? Can we connect in this way? Right. And what happens is when you're emotionally disconnected, you are consistently ignoring those opportunities to come together. Yeah. Right. And it, it can start as easily as like ignoring, maybe busy, but then it turns intentional where it's like, I want to hurt you. I don't want to connect with you connect with you. You know, I want to stay away from you. So I'm going to be negative towards you. I'm going to dismiss you, you know, different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be super intentional. I think in some way we sometimes we indirectly hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, I'm I'm withdrawn from you right now. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm not thinking I'm trying to hurt you. I'm just thinking I'm just, I'm just withdrawn. I'm just vibing off of you right now mm-hmm. because I feel rejected. That's a good one. I feel, I feel right. I've been, I've been reaching out, mm-hmm. trying to connect you don't seem interested. Mm-hmm. I feel rejected. Mm-hmm. I feel inadequate. I feel abandoned. Mm-hmm. I don't feel really connected to you right now. So I'm going to I'm going to withdraw myself. This can come fresh off of an argument as well. For example, Junior and I, we recently had an argument about I don't even know. Right. And, you know, it wasn't really settled. We were still kind of like ruffled each other's feathers. And we both kind of just shut down. We we're like, I don't know if it was intentional, but it was very much like I'm I'm vibing off of you. Like I am going to purposely or not purposely <laughs> just stay away from you I, and not try to acknowledge you or not try to engage with you yeah. emotionally. Honestly, I think both sides feel this man and women. You feel mm-hmm. the love loss. You feel the disconnection. Yeah. And that's why both of us are kind of like, ugh, like, let's just get out of here. <laughs> And let's not continue this conversation. We both feel it. And what we're feeling is that sensitivity uh-huh, towards uh-huh. each other. We're uh-huh. so close uh-huh. that we can pick up on, you know, these dispositions or like what's said, what's not said. Yeah. We can hear what's going on in the gap. And we're so close to each other. Yeah. And that's what really causes the problem. So imagine if you have been doing what we're describing over and over and over and over again like imagine where your relationship will be you guys will feel very distant from each other very cold to each other withdrawn shut down so that is what we're talking about right now we're talking about when you have been in that cycle of emotional disconnection right and you feel that coldness towards the the other person we want to talk about how we get back to that emotional connection so we went over emotional disconnection and emotional connection, right? It's the reason why we're in this relationship. We're basically looking for emotional responsiveness from one another in different areas of our life, right? And in different activities, different things that we do, okay? It can be anything. We're sensitive towards each other. And it's that sensitivity that really brings the danger because when you're close to a person, because when you're not close to a person, they can do A, B, C, and it doesn't bother you. But as soon as you guys get in close, real close, 
even when they breathe can bother you. Mm. Even when they open, they chew with their mouth open can bother you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're right there. You're yeah. close enough. Okay. You're within stabbing distance. Okay. Mm. And that's good for a hug, but it's also pretty dangerous if you have intentions on stabbing somebody mm. or hurting people, which we do sometimes in our relationship. We have intentions to hurt our spouse. Okay. And now we're trying to get back on, on, on the right page. And so um, let's talk about the biggest impediment to getting back on the right page. And that's something called the vicious cycle. And this is something that is very, very um, appealing, to be honest with you, to a lot of couples. When we speak to couples, we'll see very quickly, oh, they're in the vicious cycle. They're in the cycle of attack, counterattack. Or, oh, they're in the deep in the cycle of emotional starvation. Or, okay, yeah, we can see that they're just escalating confrontations. Right. And and neither of them can see that they're in the cycle or sometimes what's even worse. And let's just talk about it. Sometimes we know we're in the cycle. Mm. We know we're not doing anything to get ourselves out of the cycle, mm -hmm. but it just feels so good to win. Mm. It feels so good to get that shot off. Mm. That's good. That's it does. Good. It does. It does. And we know mm -hmm. this is not for the betterment of the relationship. But mm -hmm. like you said, we've just been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. I just want to get my shots in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, now, now you dropping a whole bunch of language, a whole bunch of terms. I'm going to need you to break that down so people understand um, the cycle and the stumbling block to repairing your emotional connection. Right. Because that's yes. what that cycle is. It's okay. like you can't get back to connection. Okay. So, so let's, all right. So you feel a loss of connection. Okay. So you feel, let's say, for example, inadequate. You feel rejected. You feel abandoned. You feel hurt. Mm. You feel hurt. Yeah. You feel hurt. Right. But instead of communicating your emotional distress, yeah. Your emotional lack assertively, we begin this cycle of communicating it in a way that's not assertive. What is assertive? I statements. What is it? What is assertive? Following our fighting fair rules. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Taking ownership of, Taking our, ownership emotions. of our, our emotions. Yeah. Okay. Not pulling in the past, whatever your rules are. Yeah. 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 Not using curse words. Okay. But instead of being vulnerable and expressing that lack of emotional responsiveness, that, that emotional distress. Oh, you hurt me. I felt some kind of way when you said that, when you did this, right? Mm -hmm. We cover it up. Let's just be real. We just cover it up. Mm -hmm. It's something else. Oh, baby, it's just, uh, you know what? I'm just tired. Let's not talk anymore. Mm -hmm. No, baby, I'm actually hurt. I don't feel like I have the strength to continue this conversation. Oh, you know what? Um, You know what? I'm going to start name calling. <laughs> I'm going to start, <laughs> I'm gonna start picking at your argument. Actually, it wasn't Thursday. It was your mama. Yeah, it wasn't Thursday. It was Friday, as a matter of fact. So let's get <laughs> let's get the facts straight. If we're gonna talk about it, talk about it for real. Uh -huh. Now I'm getting aggressive. Now I'm getting defensive. Yeah. Okay. And so you bring up detailed example after detailed example of the other person's failure and the couple fights, whether these details are true and who started it. We practice attack and counterattack. Oh well, they started it. Oh well, this happened, that happened. And mm -hmm. the truth is that. They're convinced the problem is what they are arguing about. They're fully convinced. Mm. I've seen, and Krista has seen, spats like this play out right in front of us. Like, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, what do you want us to help you with now? What, do you, what are we here to discuss? Your relation, This relationship? Y'all are having a great time just arguing with each other, going back <laughs> and forth. This, this, this is fun. This is, you're having a time of your life. Mm -hmm. Right? And... And so counterattack and attack is really about not focusing on the problem. Counterattack and attack is because 
you you have withdrawn your emotions and there's no more vulnerability in the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just jab. You just shoot. You just jab because you keep yourself safe. Okay, okay. You have to keep yourself safe. If that person jabbed at you, you're gonna jab back or you're gonna get defensive. Yeah. Defensive mode, right? Defensive yeah. stance. Yeah. And so I've seen it in a relationship where a person has taken a jab at the other person, realized they've wronged that person, and instead of apologizing and coming forth right with it, mm. try to move on into talking about the situation correctly. Like mm. I, I get it. Thank you so much for realizing that's not the way you should have done it. Ah, oh, dang, you know what? I brought her mama to this. <laughs> I should have done that. Dang, you know what? Out of it. What I meant to say was this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And you know what the other person does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. They're withdrawn. Yeah. You took a jab at them. Yeah. And now you're trying to pretend like you did it. Mm. They don't feel safe. Yeah. That's 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 really what it is, is that no one is no one feels safe enough mm-hmm. to be vulnerable again, to mm-hmm. bring their emotions back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, after enough time has passed without emotions, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just straight jabs. Yeah. That's what that's what usually happens. Mm-hmm. It's just or we've both withdrawn. We've both checked out. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to acknowledge um those of you who are experiencing that. It is a difficult place to be in to after a cycle of hurt to be vulnerable again, you know, and to come back into that reconnection. And we're not going to tell you here, sit here and be like, oh, it's easy. Yeah, you know, you just got to. No, it's going to take some bravery. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Somebody's going to have to be brave. Both of you guys need to be brave in order to come back into that um, emotional connection. But continue on to. Yeah, and there are so many reasons why the cycle continues. The first one that I said that I think... um, for me at least, yeah. <laughs> really helped me continue to cycle and say something that wasn't productive and do things that weren't productive to the marriage was because it felt good. Felt good to get the shots off and, and to get a W, a small win, even though I done lost <laughs> the whole battle, the whole war, the whole marriage, mm. right? Because I'm focusing on myself. That's selfish. But I think an even bigger motivator to doing the wrong thing in the moment is fear, losing love if I was vulnerable with you. Mm. If I'm vulnerable with how I feel right now, mm-hmm. if I talk about it, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose value. Another issue is I don't see that's my problem. So, and, I, and I've seen it before, like, we're having a conversation and I'm talking to a person and they're just blaming the other person 100%. Like, how are you so confident that it's 100% <laughs> the other person? 100 percent you're oversimplifying the problem here but oh my goodness it's rarely 100 rarely 100 rarely, i'll tell you that right now if you feel like you're sitting here no i got a 100 case on my hands i don't think you do mm. right and that is step number one to solving and getting over this hump and bringing this back to alignment together mm-hmm. emotionally mm-hmm. is even recognizing what we can take responsibility for mm-hmm. I don't say you have to take responsibility for all of it. Let's recognize what we can take responsibility for. Oh, here's another one. I like this one a lot. Um, too dependent on someone's initiative. Too dependent on the other person's initiative. Lazy, okay? You're lazy. <laughs> You're lazy. You let the other person come, come back to you all the time. Mm, I think I'm guilty of that. You're lazy. You let the other person do the 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 healing speech. Mm. Hey, let's talk about that blow we had. Yeah. yeah, come on. 
Come on. I think that, well, I'm going to speak for those of, of us who, who depends on the other person to initiate. I 100% think it's a pride issue. <laughs> I think that it's definitely some pride in there um, because it's just like, you can't back down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even if you know, even if you know that obviously we were both wrong, you know, we need to fix this. For some reason, you feel like I, I shouldn't have to be the one to come and, and bring that up. But secondly, it's like there's fear, yeah. there's fear of rejection. There's fear of, you know, like being vulnerable or whatever. Like I'm going to come up to them and then they're going to just like shoot me down or they might hurt me even more. And then I'm not going to know how to handle myself, all those things. Um, but I'll say I'll speak for myself for sure. Definitely a pride thing. Yeah. Whereas and like, I'll, I'll tell you another pride thing. Just denying the disconnection outright. Well, oh yeah, no, we're we're, we're good. You see, oh, we're good. It's like y'all are not even talking. Y'all that, are not. Y'all not even sleeping in the same bed. That makes me crazy. Yeah, we're good. Denying it, I feel denial. I feel like I'm in the Lulu land. Bro, people do it, man. I people can't. do it. People do it in denial, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. No, but <laughs> no, pal. You're not fooling us. I mean, I get us. it. I get. I get it now more that. Now that we have children and now that we have other things that we have to, you know, keep keep up, I can see how we can just easily get into the denial land. Um, but it's not something that I would like to practice because I'm like, who are you? Who am I? Like, where are we? we are we in reality? <laughs> like, I feel like we're living in the Matrix or something like I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. But these are some of the reasons why people make it to the cycle, the vicious mm-hmm. cycle. So. If you're in the vicious cycle, um, it looks different. It looks different. Mm-hmm. And so this is what some of it could look like. Here's some examples of what it looks like. So we we mentioned attack, counterattack, mm-hmm. attack, counterattack, attack, counterattack. And so your emotions are not in it. You're just listening to the other person so that you have a rebuttal. Mm. So you got something to say. Mm. You're waiting for them to say it was Thursday when it was really Wednesday. Mm. So you can correct them. <laughs> That's it. It's attack and counterattack. I understand why you're counterattacking to protect mm-hmm. yourself because they attacked. Yeah. But at the same time, now that you counterattack, they got to attack back. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to get anywhere with attack, counterattack. Then you got attack, withdraw, which is obviously a difference because that person is no longer attacking back. They're just withdrawing. I definitely think that's our dynamic. I'm attack, you're withdraw. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And you know what? When you withdraw, I attack more. <laughs> like, stand up and fight. Pick it up. I know. Pick it up. I don't. I don't know why. I. You know. I sometimes I really wish that I attacked. I really wish, but it's just not my default. And like sometimes I think about it, I'm like, man, I should just oh say something back to him. But I'll be honest. Let me speak for those of you who are withdrawing. That is still a form of attack because you are emotionally withdrawing. You're like, all right, no problem. I see you. Guess what? We're not gonna talk. Guess what? Don't hug me. Yeah, so Guess what? I'm being passive aggressive. And that's emotional starvation right there. Yeah. That's emotional starvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get none of me. You have no, you have no access to you me. You get no access to my to heart. Me. Yeah. To my heart. Yeah. So we're not going through power struggles. You and mm-hmm. I don't power, struggle for power, mm-hmm. but we have emotional starvation on for the table. Sure. Right. Um, that could look like escalating confrontations. It's like, y'all just want to get into argument. Mm. You ever seen that before? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, did just, you turn the stove on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now we talk about like why are we arguing y'all the argue, stove was on? You're arguing like, about the stove, you're arguing about the spoon that fell on the floor just now. Yeah. Come on. So yeah. in all of these things, it looks different. Yeah. 
Dang. It looks different. Dang. And the male could be doing the attacking. The male could be doing the withdrawing. Yeah. It doesn't, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. gender to it. It's not a gender thing. It's not gendered. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Let me tell you something. There's a bigger issue at play. Mm. And all of it is emotional disconnection. You're in a situation where you're in a system, where you're in a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are in a, congratulations, you are in a cycle. Yeah. Now what are we going to do about it? Here in the cycle, nothing can grow because no one is is being vulnerable. Mm. There are no emotions on the table. Everyone is guarded. Rightfully so, by the way. Everyone's mm. 100% guarded. It's so interesting that you're saying that the answer to emotional disconnection is emotions. Because it just doesn't sound like it makes sense. Because it's just like, do you understand that we're hurt? Do you understand that we are not in a good place? Do you understand that there's love loss? There's no, you know, kindness or gentleness here. And you're telling me, hey, it's time to get your emotions involved. Listen. It's time to, to, to connect again and be vulnerable and be open. I'm like, nah, bro, you straight. But what you're saying is that saying that, nah, bro, you straight is basically continuing the vicious cycle. Some of you guys have been in a vicious cycle for 10 years and that is the only way you know how to operate and i'll tell you right now because they they call this like sedimenting Mm -hmm. like you guys this is this is your marriage it's so rock solid being in this vicious cycle and sometimes it become more subtle like even the attack counterattack, all these different things it become more subtle but it's still there it's ever present bro and you guys are just stuck there rigid and that According to John Gottman in research, hey, bro, you on the way to a path that you don't want and you either glorified roommates or on the, on the way to Listen, divorce. Listen, and the hardest part about this is putting a name on it because I talk to couples and call it arguing. Oh, we're just arguing. Yeah. Oh, we're just arguing. No, you guys have love loss mm. and you're not mending that thing. Sometimes I even solve the problem they're arguing about. I think it's all okay. Imagine right now we got to go to like what fifth grade imagine we're in fifth grade <laughs> <laughs> i open up your lunchbox and I, and I eat eat your airhead yeah and the next day i bring you an airhead mm. i solved the problem effectively i mm. bought you an airhead but there's love lost because you're my friend bro we didn't reconnect we didn't reconnect bro. that's good that's good yeah like how are you not gonna just apologize you're gonna bring me it so i've seen couples they solve the problem mm. but they're still disconnected emotionally damn that's deep yeah. And so I think that's that's the tricky part about this is trying to explain to people, hey, there's there's an emotional disconnection. Mm. We need to solve that. But here's the problem. There's no emotions involved anymore because they've been doing this for two years, three years, four years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. trying to get one person they numb to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Yeah. Especially when they believe this is just the way marriage should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are just arguing. And I see some people go the opposite direction. We try never to argue. Mm. we try never to argue but in reality they're just not talking about their emotions mm, they're still disconnected they're still disconnected mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. solve every problem mm-hmm. but they just never apologize for the airhead they just so how do we go from being numb okay right well some people are not even in some some people may not be at the numb stage maybe they're still having feelings but they are in that vicious cycle but how do we go from there to actually connecting again it yes. seems nearly impossible it, it is the longer you do it let's just ah, be real okay let's just okay. call a spade a spade all right if you're doing it for 10 years let's pray we'll hold hands and pray amen let's fast let's fast <laughs> let's fast because just the years of compiling hurt against each other mm. the years of the lack of emotional connection 
Dang. But yet you guys are presenting happy. You guys are operating together, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys are doing life together. Yeah. I mean, you got a rhythm there right now. Even It's this dysfunctional rhythm, but it's a rhythm. Mm. You might as well keep it going. Hey, that's a real thing. It is. We're used to it. Oh, yeah. It's working. Yeah, it's yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you sure. get the product out and, mm. you know, it may not be the best product, but. But anyway, so how to mend the emotional break. Yeah. And, and um. Here's the answer in one word, vulnerability. But let me give me the chance to break it down to you a little bit, okay? Yeah. Because this is well, a loaded have more word. more answers than vulnerability. Yeah. That's, okay. That's just, you know, the one that you mentioned earlier. Okay. So that's why I, I like this answer. I'm going to give it to you here. Change starts with recognizing the pattern and practicing. The person is not the enemy. The pattern is the enemy. Mm. So if both of us can start doing this, if we can start villainizing the pattern, that we're getting caught in, mm. we can kind of, it'll kind of defrost our hearts just a little bit. Mm. It does. Just, just a little bit. Oh, you okay. were caught in the same cycle I was caught in. I did some vile things. You also did some vile things. Mm. But it's, it's like it's taking, our human take, nature, mm-hmm. right? That we were caught in this in this in this cycle of, of attack, counterattack. I have a name for it now. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I know why you're being so rude to me. Maybe even I can see what I can take responsibility for. So it's like taking the person out of the center of the yes. issue. It's like stepping back, giving it an aerial view. Yes. Where it's like, oh, the common enemy is this this problem, but not even problems right now. This pattern. The pat. Thank you. Yeah. Because people want to solve the problem. Listen, no one is the bad guy here. Both of you guys are. Yeah. We, <laughs> listen, we were both. Hold on. We're both just trying to express our disconnection yes albeit in a bad way yes but we're both you know waving this flag at each other hey see me see me that's why i'm getting angry and popping off out the mouth so i'm talking outside of my neck that's good see me i feel i feel a lack we're here for emotional connection that's why we got married yeah dependable source of emotional connection Mm -hmm. see me right now and we didn't do it the right way Mm -hmm. so we we are gonna have to take responsibility for our actions and talk about that but we got to slow down and connect. And like you mentioned before, one person does have to lead. So that's the reason why I try to give this understanding first. Hey, mm. is neither of us fault? We're both, you know, victims of this mm-hmm. and both villains at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We both just need to admit it to each other. I was a victim and a villain. Who wants to go first? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> who that, wants to go first you know what that's a great way to explain it both being both the victim and the villain because it's just like it acknowledges that okay emotions were hurt but then also you're not innocent yes, yes. right no yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, once yeah, yeah, yeah. It, once you understand oh i'm not innocent I, I took part in this you can you can stop trying to justify your act action even the person who shut down yeah exactly. has a part in it of course 100%. oh i didn't do anything wrong he just kept attacking me withdrawing is not an effective way to communicate come on it really is not it really isn't yeah sorry yeah right 
No, but so and, and so and I we need to do this first before we get into the deeper step of like sharing our emotions and how we first we need to just both admit we're victims and villains at the same time. That's good. Okay. And if you guys are both listening to this episode, you guys can do it together. Go one, two, three. It's both our fault. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's not comfortable. It's not. It's not comfortable, but your discomfort is an opportunity for growth here. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a good thing. Um, we mentioned before, blaming the spouse oversimplifies an issue. And we often have to take some initiative, no matter who causes the problem, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. If we're both, if, if we're going to have a solution, it's going to take both of us. For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah. So it takes one person to 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 lead and be vulnerable. And I will say this. I have seen when a person gets vulnerable, I have seen a positive reaction from the other person most of the time. Hmm. Because here we are attacking each other and you take the time to say you're sorry, you mean it. You apologize for it. You see your actions that you've done wrong. At the same time, you've also seen um, you're, you're talking about some of the things that has spurred you on to make some of these bad decisions. Mm-hmm. So in my ears, I'm hearing I did wrong. I'm sorry for the wrong that I did. At the same time, take a look at some of these actions <laughs> that you have. And that was my choice to make. But I think the the powerfulness and the vulnerability is the fact that it's not about the other person. So if you are deciding to say this is a pattern, we attack counterattack or we have a power struggle or we attack withdraw. If you are realizing the pattern and you're wanting to take that first step and be vulnerable, it's not about the other person. It's about owning your own actions, owning your emotions, owning you feeling hurt. Right. Because and that is why I think vulnerability is so powerful, because it disarms the other person. The other person don't have a response. It's not about them. Right. But it it helps them to put their walls down to say, oh, okay, so let me tell you how I was feeling, because you're just simply saying like, man, I was so hurt. I felt abandoned. I felt betrayed. I felt rejected, you know, and it made me behave in this way. And that's not right. And I own that, you know, and I shouldn't have done that. Where in that conversation can the person be like, but you but you you already you did the M&M. Right. If you watch Eight Mile, yeah. right? <laughs> At the end of it, Eight Mile basically, um, Eminem basically is like, yo, kid, like everything you could tell say about me, but I've said it. All right. I was poor, my mama was a hoe, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he dissed himself. <laughs> right. And then what happened? The guy didn't have nothing back to say. And I'm not even trying to say this like as a, a power struggle, as a war, or anything like that. But I'm really saying that that's what vulnerability looks like is to be the ability to take ownership for your own emotions. I'm glad and you be said open that. so that it disarms the other person. You're bringing your emotions back into the picture. Come on. And nine times out of 10, when the other person sees emotions, smell emotions for the first time. Yeah. In two weeks, three weeks, one year. Yeah. It, it gives pause because we've just been jabbing each other. Yeah. We've just been attacking. We've just been in full armor. Now you've walked over to me with a basket full of like cinnabons, flowers, and you're, you're you know, setting up a picnic and you're inviting me to eat. I'm going to at least notice it and think about it mm-hmm. now does some people say no you hurt me too much da, da, da. of course yeah you know let's just be real in that one percent i'll be honest mediator in that one percent where you are vulnerable and somebody's still attacking you know and maybe you try again and you're vulnerable and somebody's still attacking um mediator counselor yeah, that's good. pastor that's good. That's good. friend mama uh who you trust anybody who you trust who's in uh 
who's really trying to support your relationship, that may be the time to get somebody else involved because there are some other elements that may be, you know, involved in this conversation. Yeah, for sure. So one more time to repeat myself. To, to, to So one more time to repeat myself. One person has to take the lead. Okay. And get vulnerable. Speak your need in a plain way. Apologize. Okay. Like I mentioned before. And listen, sometimes we feel silly asking for someone to hear our emotions, especially men. Like this is the reason why we had this big blow up in the first place. Cause I couldn't get, I couldn't do this. I couldn't explain, express myself. Yeah. In an assertive way. Mm. So now we had to go through this three week bickering, but guess what? We landed right back here mm-hmm. where I'm sitting across from you, Kristen, and I have to express myself in an assertive way. So, yeah. you know what? Let me just practice this so that we don't have to keep getting here mm-hmm. after three weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I get good at this, we can avoid the whole blow up. So anyway, it does feel silly asking for someone to hear our emotions. We feel vulnerable expressing it, but we have to express directly and plainly what we need, no matter how silly or uncomfortable it makes us feel. Yeah, that's good. Have to. Mm-hmm. Or else you're just going to have more of this again. Okay, so you're going to have to continue to practice moments of secure attachments, continue to practice dialogue so you can build and strengthen the bond. Mm -hmm. Right. Continue to practice reaching out for each other and responding, turning, like you said, turning to each other, not away from each other. Yeah. So uh, this looks like learning how to deescalate or even avoid negative speech and learning how to speak your needs. Assertively. Yeah. Okay, And so. One way we can take this one step further is knowing and being sensitive to your partner's triggers. Mm, That's good. Knowing and being sensitive to your partner's triggers. This is proactive. We're in the proactive territory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we know we sense, if we have these conversations, we discuss this, like if I know abandonment is one of your triggers. Yeah. Right. If you know, like uh, insecurity with, you know, fatherhood or something like that is one of my triggers. We can be sensitive to it. Yeah. And then we can warn each other when the cycle begins again. This right here. That's when you're looking at the pattern. When this you're is noticing yeah, the pattern. But at this point, both of us have been through the cycle enough times mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. not want to do it anymore. It's yeah. no longer fun. It's no longer exciting. Yeah. Right. You have your favorite ice cream for five days in a row. It, maybe it's fun on the fifth day. But after you have it for the 500th day, it's no longer fun. Please mm-hmm. take take this away from me. So you're both at the point where you both are tired of going through the cycle. You wanted something better for your relationship. Mm. Now you're both on the lookout for these cycles. Yeah. And when it begins, you can warn, Hey, we're in the withdraw attack. I just attacked you. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, we're in the power struggle. We're struggling for power again. And we can both warn each other. And then if we're both looking out for our, each other's triggers, then we can already have this in mind when we go to have the conversation. So now we know we need extra sensitivity when we're talking about sex, when we're talking about finances, so that if something is said or something is done that rubs you the wrong way, you can have grace. You got extra grace in your back pocket when you walk into this conversation. Extra grace. You got a pound of grace with you. And you're like, you know what? For this conversation, <laughs> I know I'm going to need to give you, I'm going to extend some more grace than I usually give you mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. A, you slow answering the question, you're super defensive. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. When I talk to you about A, B, and C, we're good. But as soon as I bring up Z, it's like you don't know how to, but you know what? I'm going to bring in grace, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And keep my emotions in check. And so it's super important to, to have these two skills. So the key is to focus on what we can do. 
both of us are focusing on what we can do mm-hmm. to avoid these cycles. Yeah. Not what the other is doing wrong. That's when cool. I talk to when people have matured past having cycles of hurt, they're focusing on themselves and their actions. Mm. When people have not moved past these cycles of hurt, the only word that comes out their mouth is, oh, but he did this. Oh, but she, oh, but he. We're back in Adam and Eve pointing fingers at each other when God asks us a question and no one's taking accountability and no one's taking responsibility. That's and good. they think the appropriate answer is blaming the other person. They think that's the right answer. Mm. You can't, you wouldn't believe how many times I've seen it where two people in a relationship, both are supposed to have responsibility for maintaining the love. And they think the proper answer is, oh, but he broke it first or she broke it. He did this. She did that. It just brings you back to the school days when, you know, my mom would get a phone call. You know what I mean? And she said, okay, I'll deal with my son when he get home. And as soon as I go home, my mom asked me, all right, tell me the story. And the first she, first thing she got to say is, but if you if you put somebody else's name in your mouth, it's going to be worse. Mm. So now I got to sit there trying to figure out <laughs> what happened independent of everybody else. What was Junior responsible for? Ooh, that's hard. The key is to focus on what we can do, what yeah. we did, what we can do, not what the other is doing wrong. Mm. Okay. And and when we do that, you can see the impact on what is having on others. You can see the impact of yourself on the relationship, on your spouse, on yourself. Yeah. But you can become more self-aware. Mm. Jeremy been preaching this episode. So good. Um, to end this, I want to talk about a specific technique. When we have come from uh, a negative place, right? And then we finally get to stable. We can call that like zero. And then we start moving forward, right? Now we're in a positive state. What happens when we run into this conflict again? I love that Junior said, hey, before we even like notice the cycle, like, hey, this is attack, counterattack. We already did it three times. Let's stop. Let's stop right now, right? Um, but I want to talk about a specific technique called the repair technique. And this is coming from John Gottman, um, who is a psychologist and who has researched marriage. And he can 70% of the time success, successfully tell you who's going to get a divorce. It's scary. But this repair technique is any statement or action, silly or otherwise, that prevents negativity from escalating out of control, right? Because now that you're in a positive state, we don't want you to go back to that vicious cycle. So you have to learn that during conflict, how to repair in the moment so that you don't have to wait, you know, it's been six months and now we have to do this whole repair thing again. You can actually repair moment to moment during conflict, right? So these are things that you do. These are statements that you say in order to keep it from going to a negative situation or escalating out of control. And in the show notes, I'm actually going to give you guys the whole list. He actually has a list of statements that you can practice. I know for Junior and I specifically, it is humor. And someone would either mention something, notice something that is so hilarious that we can't help but laugh even in the midst of conflict, right? But he has some things, uh, some examples he says is, um, I'm getting scared. Um, Another one is, I might be wrong here, or please, let's stop for a while, or give me a moment, I'll be back, right? These are like quick statements in the moment, you're acknowledging, 
hey, I don't want this to escalate. So I'm going to say this or I'm going to say that. And he has a whole list of them. And it's a technique that you can practice. Another one that's my favorite is this is not your problem. It's our problem. Right. Talking about more of what Junior was saying is a we thing, not just a you thing. Right. Um, so practicing this specific technique in the moment to moment conflicts is really going to help you to not go back to that vicious cycle. But instead, practice um, the emotional connection. OK, so in closing, humans have an innate need for a deep emotional connection. OK, disconnection is caused when there's a lack or a loss of emotional responsiveness from a partner. We both feel this. The man and the woman feels it. They respond alike sometimes. They respond differently. But there's a lack. There's an emotional distress going on. And it looks different, okay? It could be, like we said, the attack, counterattack. It could be, be withdrawal. It could be um, power struggles, escalating confrontations. It just shows itself in different ways. But we're both protesting here, okay, that we feel emotional distress and we're trying to solve that. And of course, this vicious cycle is, is the major thing that keeps us from assertively in a respectively calm way, letting the other person know truly just plain, hey, this is what's going on with me. Wouldn't it be so nice if we could just feel that distress and in a plain way, look over to our, our spouse and say, hey, this is what is going on with me. This is what stresses me. Or even maybe not even that moment, but the next day after we have decided to walk away from the conversation in a respectful manner, come back and say, hey, this is what happened yesterday in the conversation. And at that point, that partner can hear our need for emotional connectivity so loud, they choose in that moment, hey, let me respond. And then boom, just like that, we're connected again. The problem still is the problem, but we're connected. We're on the same page. We can face anything together. So I have some questions that I want you to think about in regards to the cycle, because we're trying to take ownership for our, our actions. Okay. So um, my first question to you would be when you're caught in that cycle, can you share or think about a trigger that sparks the distancing from you? What's a trigger? Hmm. What's a trigger for you? Can you identify question number two, how you push your partner away from you or how you make it dangerous for them to come closer to you? Hmm. Because, you know, even the person who, who's withdrawing, I'm thinking about that person in, in, in mind as I ask this question, how do you make it dangerous for them to come closer to you? That's good. Some people will lash out as you try to come closer to them. Some people just want to be left alone with their thoughts so they can come up with stories honestly about you. Mm. Next question. Uh, what do you tell yourself once you have emotionally withdrawn to justify what you're doing, justify a separation? discourage yourself from reaching back out to the partner because there's something stopping you that person who sees okay yeah she just shut down in this moment i can make the decision to reach out but i have a justification in my head no you know what i'm not gonna do that because you know what she's just gonna take the chance to jab at me no you know what yeah i could reach out but at the same time i'm hurt why don't you come to me sometimes it's always me <laughs> what do you tell yourself right to discourage yourself from reaching back out to your partner and here's the last question this is super interesting i want you guys to rate your perception of your partner's 
emotional accessibility. So you don't rate it yourself because if I ask you to rate yourself, you're seven. I'm emotionally accessible. <laughs> no, rate your partner. And if I dare make it more dangerous, I say you can't use seven, right? So now you got it stuck with the eight or, or six. six. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to figure out how engaged they are, right? Emotionally, how responsive they are to your emotions, how accessible they are, accessible to their own emotions, even, mm. right? Because sometimes you know, you can't give what you don't got. The person is just not emotionally accessible to themselves. So it's difficult for them to be there for you. And this is just a skill that they're going to have to learn. No one has an excuse here. Marriage skills can be taught. That's what we're all about here on this program. This is something that we're going to have to learn. It may be uncomfortable, but it takes practice. Mm -hmm. To end, I want to leave you all with a quote remixed by moi. There is no true start or end to a circle. However, this circle... This vicious cycle can be a true end to your relationship if we don't learn how to be vulnerable, reintroduce your emotions and feelings, whether you're going first or second. That is amazing. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Peace.